These are some of the major stories which made news this week here in The Hunter. A 45-year-old man was taken to the John Hunter Hospital in a critical but stable condition after a one-punch attack in Newcastle on Sunday night. Police say the victim hit his head on the ground after being punched in the face outside the Queen's Wharf Hotel. Chief Inspector Trevor Shield said police were investigating whether the man charged over the assault continued the attack even after the victim fell. The Masonite Road fire burned through more than 2,200 hectares last weekend, threatening homes around Richardson Road, Grahamstown Road and Wade Close. Around 140 firefighters worked on backburning throughout the week in a bid to strengthen containment lines. Firefighters were on high alert, conscious of the hot weather coming back this weekend. Newcastle's new bus network is leaving some commuters unimpressed. The Rail Tram and Bus Union has already received complaints from passengers as the network shifts to trunk routes along select travel corridors. Division President Dave Woolham said the frustrations are valid but shouldn't be taken out on drivers. Feedback that we've had this morning is that uh, a lot of the passengers have, uh, are disappointed uh, now that they don't, in some areas, don't have a direct service, that they do have to uh, change buses that there's uh, been more than about 200 bus stops removed from areas right across the Newcastle network. Some of the passengers are experiencing up to a 50-minute wait for connections. A blacksmith teenager is lucky to be alive after crashing his car and remaining trapped and seriously injured for 30 hours. Sam Lethbridge is still in a serious condition in the John Hunter Hospital following the ordeal where his Hyundai crashed into bushland off the Pacific Highway at Karangan Bay near the Big Prawn. Sam's worried family hired a helicopter to look for him when he failed to return home last weekend with his car spotted from the air. It took a while for traffic to get back to normal on the M1 this week week after a horror crash at Kurenbong. The driver of a semi-trailer died after his rig collided with a fuel tanker, another truck and a car sparking an explosion and a large bushfire. It took 16 hours to put out the blaze, clear the burnout trucks and resurface the road before the lanes were reopened at about 4 o'clock the next day. A search party of around 20 police and more than 40 SES and Rural Fire Service volunteers failed to find any trace of a missing Newcastle man in Queensland this week. The search began at first light on Saturday last week, along with an aerial search, which also failed to find the 22-year-old. There are concerns for Jaden Penno thompsons welfare since he went missing in the Charters Towers region on New Year's Eve and hasn't been heard from since. Hunter Water has given the Hunter Wetland Centre a lifeline in the form of 3 million tonnes of water following an emergency request. Recent dry weather has caused the wetlands to dry up, resulting in a declining bird population in the area. Wetland CEO Stuart Blanche says before the water donation, they were losing between 10 and 30 birds a day. When the chicks started getting ready to leave the nest about two weeks ago, Suddenly it was an emergency because all the wetlands were dry and when the birds fell out of the nest they were dehydrating because of heat stress and there was no food because there was no water and the parents were not feeding them. Hunter train commuters are being urged to prepare for strike action later this month. Members of the Rail, Tram and Bus Union will walk off the job for 24 hours on Monday, January 29, over a pay dispute bringing trains across the state to a halt. Transport Minister Andrew Constance has slammed the strike, saying it's classic union behaviour. This is the dark arts of union activism. And, you know, this type of practice is not going to be, you know, I think the community will rightly say, put our interests first not your own.
Refurbishment works are continuing at Nobby Surf Pavilion with Council announcing Stage 2 of the works this week. They're preparing the area for future use with new lift and change amenities for the installation of a hoist for disabled beachgoers, which Council says will make going to the beach easy for everyone. Some of the changes, though, have left a sour taste in some swimmers' mouths, with change rooms being taken away. But Newcastle Lord Mayor Nuatali Nelm says the positive feedback outweighs the naysayers. The improvements we've seen down there have been, I think, quite well accepted by the community considering we've increased the toilet facilities, we have ambulance accessible change rooms. So when um, the works are finished there, I think people will be really pleased, like they had been with the whole of the Bathers Way project. An elderly man died after being struck by a car in Belmont. The 79-year-old was crossing the Pacific Highway near the Ada Street intersection on Thursday night when he was hit by a Toyota Hilux. The 55-year-old driver was uninjured and was taken to hospital for mandatory tests. A report is being prepared for the coroner. A man fronted court on Friday after allegedly breaking into a home in Denman and intentionally lighting a fire. Police allege the 22-year-old broke into the house on Paxton Street before starting a blaze, which then destroyed the property. It's also thought he was responsible for two grass fires. Following investigations, the man was arrested and hit with numerous charges. And Newcastle local Tom Edwards, a.k.a. Tom E. Gunn, has been the only Aussie to gain entry in any age division for the upcoming 2018 World Superbike Championships. At only 16 years of age, Tom will be riding for the team Kawasaki. He's also doing as much training as he can to be prepared for the competition. Just doing as much fitness stuff as I can, riding whenever I can, whether it's enduro, flat track, road racing, whatever, just as long as I'm on the bike. I'm looking forward to going over there, obviously the racing, travelling around Europe, meeting new people and looking forward to training in the country that I'll be living in too because I'll train with the National Enduro and BMX team over there. In sports news this week, the Jets have emerged from a gruelling four games in 15 days with a hard-fought 1-0 win over Brisbane last Friday. The side finished the week with two wins from two to cement second spot on the ladder and now look forward to this weekend's clash against Wellington. Coach Joni Merrick says they'll now get a decent recovery ahead of their coming fixtures. I thought despite us playing on Tuesday three nights ago, the boys did a wonderful job. They're very, very tired and it's pretty hard to switch yourself on for 95 minutes when you're that tired. But I thought they did a good job and I think they'll do a much better job after eight days of recovery now. The Bulldogs are hopeful of a change of heart from the Knights in a bid to secure the services of Jack Cogger early. The playmaker signed with the Canterbury Club from 2019 and beyond during the week and are now pushing for an early release. Coach Nathan Brown is still of the belief the Knights will require Cogger during the season. Adamstown cricketer Joseph Price arrived home to a congrats sign after an incredible Australian Country Championships campaign in Geraldton. After a resurgent New South Wales Country took out the title in the final game, the 30-year-old all-rounder was awarded player of the tournament and a selection in the National Merit 12. And Newcastle basketballer Susie Bakovic has been voted the MVP of the WNBL for an unprecedented sixth time.